Welcome to this podcast is making me thirsty, the number one destination for Seinfeld fans. This is episode 164. You know, today's guests from hit films, Fletch, Tombstone, Fast Food Nation and Parkland and such TV shows as Friday Night Lights, Nashville, All My Children. And of course, she played Jerry's girlfriend, Shelly, in the season six episode of Seinfeld, The Doodle. Please welcome Dana Wheeler Nicholson. Dana, thanks for joining. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's great to have a true New Yorker on the show, Dana. So take us back. It's only been 28 years since the doodle. It was um, April of 95, um, season six. So, you know, pretty much Seinfeld in its prime. Yeah. Tell us a little bit uh, how the role Shelley came about. Uh, was there an audition process? Uh, did you know someone? Give us a little... Give us a little insight into how that role came about. Well, I had to sleep with Jerry. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, 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 no. I had a, a fabulous agent who, uh, it was an audition. It was just a regular old audition. And um, I went in there and I have this memory of, and I was trying to, I was racking my brain trying to figure this out. Uh, it's possible that I had, my sides, which are this, you know, the scenes that you have to read, it's possible that I may have taped them together in a long, sort of like a scroll from, you know, ye old times where it's together, not like a book, but a long strip. And I feel like I had pasted my pages together that way. So when I was doing the audition, Jerry was in the room and I was kind of flipping the pages around. It was a bad idea. And suddenly I was like flop sweating and the pages were making a lot of noise and moving. And he, for some reason, found that really funny. And, and I think it was just a funny audition and, and we got on and, and, you know, it was boom, bang. And it was suddenly my job. So <laughs> but I do remember a lot of paper flying around. I think I'd, I think I'd seen an interview with Sean Penn at the time, who said he he would tape his scenes together a certain way, and that would. And I thought, well, if Sean Penn can do this. I'm going to do it, and you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I think maybe the spontaneity of that maybe uh, struck Jerry too, or something. Maybe it uh, helped ease, uh, you know, lighten the mood or something. Um, very cool. And then, so we we were obviously, you know, rewatched the episode a hundred times, but just wanted to watch it one more time before talking to you. And what sticks out to me about your your first scene there when you're having uh, dinner with Jerry and George on like a double date there, and. Uh, when George tells Jerry about the pecan, he just spits it out. And I have to imagine that, I don't know if that was the first take or what, but I would guess that that must've been a fun scene to shoot just with Jerry and George kind of bantering back and forth. And then the, the spit take Jerry does really, uh, really delivers. And I feel like being there at that time, you know, season six of Seinfeld, it's hitting on all cylinders. You must've been um, just enjoying uh, working in that scene. What do you remember about actual shooting that, that scene or that, that day, that first um day? I remember uh, just um, oh, there's my dog just came in. Um, I remember um, that yeah, that the, the spit take was not a one shot thing. It, it, you know, because he had to get it right, and um, so there was quite a bit of that. But also um, the other woman in the scene, Krista Miller. Um, is an hilarious person. And so we were, re I mean, the thing about the show is that, yes, everybody's so funny. Yes, it was, uh, it was 
fun to be there, but everybody was working hard. And that was the thing that struck me was that um, everybody was kind of serious, you know, um, as we were working. It was a little less uh, lighthearted than maybe um, I maybe thought it might be. And, and not that it was stiff or bad or negative or anything. It was just everybody was working really hard. And um, so, so it was technical stuff. It was the spit had to happen. It had to work. It had to be funny. Um, you know, all the things that comedians have to manage and make it look like it's just happening and hilarious. It's actually quite a lot of work. So I remember it was um, relaxed, but, but also everybody was working. Yeah. And that your, your face looking so annoyed. I mean, I guess that's, you know, a, a lot of a lot of women in my life, I get that look, so I get it. So maybe there wasn't too much uh, acting going on there, but brilliant stuff. And you mentioned Krista Miller. It was actually her second time on Seinfeld. She played a different character. I don't know, was there any, was she kind of your go-to that week? Did you build any friendships uh, either yes. with the, the cast or, yeah. or with her? Yes, with her, um, we became actually great friends for a long, long time and just sort of lost touch, you know, as life goes on. And um, I sang at her wedding um, and, oh. you know, we were friends for a long time and, you know, life intervenes and we're not in touch so much now. Um, but, yeah, we had a great time together on that set. Yeah, so we formed a really great bond that that week and um I think it was intim it was intimidating being on the set for me. I won't obviously speak for her, but I was intimidated. Um it was a high powered thing was happening. They knew it. Um there's a lot of pressure in a way. Um the, I, it was the first time I had been at a table read with that much pressure. Um, every all this, you know, all the execs come right. down. Everybody's around the table, and if you're not funny or if they're not, you get fired in that table read. Potentially, it's it's it was a little more stressful than I knew. I don't think I'd done a sitcom before, so and it was tricky, so you know, and and so yeah, she and I bonded because we were both, I think, a little bit um, <laughs> scared. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, as Chris mentioned at the top, we were talking about it before we we, we came on. Uh, you know, you're a native New Yorker through and through. You know, grew up there, college there, the whole thing. Um, and this was season six of Seinfeld, so like you just mentioned, they were established. So, is it safe to say you were a fan of the show, or just as a, as an actress, just knew it was a big show and let me get out? What was the was the pressure or that 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 kind of professionalism you're talking about, or that pressure you're talking about because? of how big the show was and you were also a fan or was it mainly just because this is Seinfeld 30 million people are watching let's not get this wrong were you or were you tuned into the show um you know throughout the first couple you know five seasons or so before you got the role I had not seen the show I w was a little snotty about tv at the time <laughs> I, I, which you know I'm going to hell for but um because i I love doing TV more than anything. And that might've been the beginning of that track. Um, I think I was a snotty little, you know, actress who was like, Oh, all right. I'll read for the sitcom. I don't know. I, I have no idea what my excuse is, but I think uh, I was not super um, into the show. I don't know that I'd ever watched it. 
I knew it was a big giant show and my agent screamed at me when I was like, I don't know, maybe she, you know, I, I lost my hearing in one ear, but, um, yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, to your point, the, the New York city roots, we love that, but, and obviously Krista Miller, it seemed like she was a nice sounding board that week. What do you remember? I mean, we know him now, right? On Curb Your Enthusiasm. Was there any interaction with Larry David? Was he at the audition? Obviously, it sounds like he was at the table read. What, what yeah. kind of presence did Larry have? I, well, he was around for sure. And I just really had the most, um, maybe chatting in between scenes, you know, maybe some chatting. Um but again, like, you know, they were really focused on the funny, you know, they were just focused on the funny and, you know, the bits. And um, it wasn't like, uh, for me, it wasn't super chatty. Maybe that was me. I, I'm not super chatty on set. So, um, but yeah, he was definitely around and Brad was there and um, yeah, he was around. Yeah, we've heard it was very business-like as opposed to, you know, like the cheer at, at the time, cheers, they're kind of having a blast, having fun. Not say these guys weren't having fun, but I think it was just a, more, a smaller knit group, right? Jerry and Larry kind of running everything. Um, but yeah, you mentioned uh, Brad, Jason. Was there any, you know, I know obviously with Chevy Chase, the relationship like with Julia Louis-Dreyfus or anybody from the old SNL crew, I was just wondering if there's any, was there any interaction um, with any of the the main four outside of Jerry that you dealt with? I, not really. I, this has got to be the most boring interview you have. No, yeah, no, it's all good. Because I, well, because I don't, I don't tend to, uh, I'm not a very, I'm a sort of socially, um, I have a lot of social anxiety. So when I'm on set, uh, I keep to myself a lot, which, which isn't great because people think I'm incredibly snotty and, um, you know, and stuff, which I'm not, I'm just terrified. And so I don't think I, I, I don't think I was super, um, in, engaged, uh, just except for trying to get the scenes. Um, if memory serves, it would probably be better to ask someone else who was witnessing the way I felt was that, um, no, I didn't really have much interaction except what was happening in the scene. I don't think Julia was that interested in me. <laughs> she well, didn't well, it was your scene with Krista Miller that led to you singing at her wedding. Right. So, um, uh, obviously something was, was born there. Well, no, at Krista's wedding. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, she and I definitely had a great uh, connection. Yeah, but I think yeah. Julia and and everybody they were really, really in the thick of it. I mean, the show was this behemoth. I mean, it was just this juggernaut, and I think they were all kind of like um, uh, in the thick of it. You know, really um, focused and not really that interested in chatting, you know, to, for me, or maybe it was just me. I don't know, but, um, right. yeah. It yeah. I mean, like you said, there was season six at that point, they're professionals. They're, they're, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. They're, they're there to do a job. So it just, it probably, and also there was a lot of guest stars on that show. I mean, you had yeah. Newman, you had the parents, you had uncle Leo, you had yourself and Chris. So there was probably a lot 
going on there as well. Um, yeah. and, and you had mentioned, uh, this was your first, one of your first sitcoms, if not the first sitcom, I mean, looking at your IMDb and things, it looks like it was your first sitcom as far as, you know, I don't know how accurate that is, but yeah, it looks like it probably was your first sitcom. Um, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you broke on the scene with flat, which is, you know, an all time classic. And then obviously one of our favorite films. Um, and, and I'm, you know, I'm wondering if, um, you know, even after Fletcher did, you know, Tombstone and a bunch of other movies that, you know, was that, that was your trajectory. And then, you know, like you said, the Seinfeld thing kind of led you more towards the TV. Um, and you touched on this, but I'm curious, all those shows, you did, a, you did a ton of shows, especially, you know, the single guy and Sex in the City and all those kind of like bigger shows in, in that 90s era. Um, what was what was like the Seinfeld experience um you know, different about those other shows, maybe, or what did you kind of take from Seinfeld? You know, whether it was Larry or, or Andy Ackerman or Jerry, um, cause a lot of these shows, they have egos and from what we've heard Seinfeld didn't, but I don't know from your perspective, what, what was your kind of take on that aspect of it? Yeah, no, he was great. And, uh, you know, what I learned, what I learned there, not only there, but I, I definitely watching him, uh, you know, the, the vibe of the show kind of comes from the top down and, you know, he, he was great. He was relaxed and present and, um, engaged in each scene. And I I would say he was really comfortable and really available and, and, um, definitely the centerpiece. Uh, I guess I learned, you know, when I say I didn't do sitcoms, I, I actually did a sitcom almost out of the gate, um, after Fletch, but, um, it was a sitcom that David Milch did after Hill Street Blues called Beverly Hills Bunce, which was a spinoff of Hill Street Blues. And I did 13 episodes of that. And that was a sitcom, but it was Milch. And so it was a much crazier, much more realistic um, show. So uh, I guess in my mind, it wasn't really um so much a sitcom, even though that was the format in a way. But it was live. It wasn't on a stage. It was a oh, half wow. hour you know, film show. So it felt different, but I guess with Seinfeld, yeah, it opened the door. I, I, I wanted to only do TV after that. I loved it. I mean, I just, I love. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of the immediacy of it. Right. I mean, it's on yeah. Thursday night, 30 million people are watching. Like, what, So I guess, what was that Friday? Like for you, you, you saw it like, obviously it's a huge show. Tony mentioned that the, the Seinfelds are on Newman. It was like, Season six, uh, you know, probably I think it was the third or fourth to the last episode of that season. Um, it, it had to be a big deal and o- probably opened more doors, I guess, in television for you. What do you what do you remember about that time? Did you, you know, obviously you said you didn't watch Seinfeld, but clearly it was obviously the number one show on TV. So you must have got a lot of phone calls from buddies and people back home. Yeah. 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 Everybody loved the show. Everybody was watching it except me. Um, you (laughs) know, I married someone who had never seen the show until COVID. So, um, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with us, but, um, so yeah, it was exciting for lots of people. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize how it was uh, the only other time. One of the only other times that I got such a huge response was, um, doing all my children this the soap yeah which i we, did for six months or something we see I, that a lot there's there's yeah, a cult has a there's a cult following 
I following mean, between soap, Star Trek, and Seinfeld like we've never seen. I I had never experienced it. Never. I, I mean, I don't have. I, you know, I live a very quiet life. That was crazy. I felt like you know um, Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. You know, um, but that Seinfeld was definitely a big splash. I mean, lots of people. Obviously, lots of people watched the show and saw me, and um, that was big. It was big. I, I I tend to stay a little under the radar in general. Yeah, I mean that that's interesting because we touched on the Fletch thing, but I mean Fletch is a huge movie, and you were you were you know at the forefront of it. Obviously, we all we all remember that. Well, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask about about shooting that, or if you have any uh, stories you can share, um, just because it's just one of one of the all time greats, you know with uh with chevy and 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 maybe you had like a, a story or two to share the tennis scene or you know steak sandwich i don't know there has to be something that you can uh you can remember for our audience maybe well i had to sleep with chevy <laughs> uh, no uh i like that joke um so yeah i you know i was first of all a child i was 22 or three years old when that happened I, I was in the middle of college and got kind of scooped out of school and, and my life uh, to uh, go to L.A. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that was another like in the room with um, the producers and Michael Ritchie, the director and Chevy. And um, just really he made me laugh really hard. I made him laugh really hard and I had the job. And in those days it was, you know, you could kind of come out of nowhere, um, in a way, you know, I, I, I basically lied my way into an audition and got a huge agent the next day and then was auditioning for big movies and stuff. And I don't know if that happens anymore. I really don't know what happens now, what kids do these days, but, um, at the time I could just be nobody in college at Sarah Lawrence and lie my way into an audition and have a huge agent the next day and then be doing a big movie. Um, so I was really green. I, you know, uh, Michael Ritchie, the director and Chevy were incredibly kind and took really good care of me. Um, you know, again, it was about Chevy, wanted i think very much to be acting in this movie too he he was wanting to not just be have it be a comedy where he was just being a goofball which you know he was and he's hilarious but he wanted some acting he wanted to do a good job um as an actor so that was interesting and tim matheson is so wonderful and you know so they had a good time during those scenes too and you know i was just very young and very green and wide open and like you know what you see in that movie with me is that I didn't know any better to be nervous or self-conscious or in my head I was just fully present and responding to these fantastic actors and comedians you know I'm just laughing and talking and being in the moment that was all I knew I didn't really have a skill set at that point so um it was you know a lot of fun it was yeah you kind of stole my question there I was going to say Fletch was 10 years prior to Seinfeld you met you 
you mentioned some of the, I don't know, nerves a little bit on the Seinfeld set. Was it just you were just 22 and green, like you said, so you just kind of went in with just an open mind and, boy, did you hit out of the park. But um, was that kind of the mindset? And then I guess as the years went on, you kind of learned more about, I guess, you mentioned the dirty side of the business, right? Like you can go to a, a read and they, they can fire you, right? So oh, yeah. maybe there was a little bit, you know, more edge to you in, in the later years versus that, that you know, opening Absolutely. scene. I waltzed into a casting office in the Coca-Cola building on Fifth Avenue in between my Greek and Roman history class. <laughs> I, you know, did my thing. And the next day I had an agent and almost immediately had big jobs and big movies. I just thought, wow, this is easy. <laughs> you know, I had no idea what I was walking into. I was not ready. I didn't have any skills. I was just completely what as you know I'm quote I'm finger quoting for those of you listening um a natural uh, I realized soon after that that I had to get you know some skills and figure out how to actually you know act um so I did that but with that as you're saying comes more self-consciousness you know more um when you're starting to have some kind of um method uh, or whatever you want to call it um you know there's a there's a lot of then it becomes more work um than just be having fun and being natural and being in the moment though that is key <laughs> also always but you do have to figure out how to sustain and how to have a a real um uh what's the word i'm trying to say uh 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 uh, uh and I, and I teach acting and I can't come up with the word a scope. Uh, no, a uh, range. That's the word. Right. I think. Boy, God, um, <laughs> a range. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's definitely evident that you have range just looking over, you know, your career has been incredible. Um, cur- um we're, we were wondering, we were doing some research before the show. Um, your, your, is it your, your grandfather, right. Or is it your great, your grandfather, um, he founded DC Comics, or he was definitely at the beginning of, of comics. Um, is that a true story? Oh, yeah. Um, Malcolm? Yeah. yeah, the major, Malcolm. Yeah. Well, with Jerry's connection to comics and Superman, we were curious if he knew about this, if you had any discussions with him around that, or like if he inquired to you or if that came up at all. I just, it's an interesting story and background. And then no, and Jerry was always a. Jerry's a big comic book guy, but comic books that brought oh. up a lot on the show. And then he's a big Superman guy. Oh. And um, it was always interesting when we saw that connection. I thought, we, you know, just bring it up and see if there was anything there where Jerry may have uh, talked to you about it. But it sounds like no, but still, I mean, it is a, it is a. Um, That's uh, funny. You know. No, I don't remember that, but uh, I wish I had known that or been aware. Um, my grandfather founded DC Comics and uh, also just basically created comic books. They didn't exist before he, he – there were comic strips. He put them into book form and had artists um, – he, he conceptualized paying artists um, to do a monthly thing. And Detective Comics was uh, the first – well, New Fun Comics was the first, and Detective Comics became DC. And uh, but he was bought out. He was sort of run out of the 
business and really early on, like he got sort of um, kicked out uh, like in 1939. So he um, he's sort of like the founder, the creator, but, you know, and uh, didn't really he died sort of unknown and penniless. And DC did really well. I don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> They're doing quite well. Yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. All, all, all thanks to your grandfather. And, you know, clearly incredible career. And you, you mentioned that moment when you, um, in between classes, when you tried out for Fletch. I mean, New York City girl, right, through and through. Was that always part of the plan? You mentioned your grandfather doing comics. Um, did you always want to be an actress? Like, was that the thing you wanted to be? Because you didn't mention you mentioned classes that weren't acting classes. So I'm just curious. Um, as a little girl, what was like? What was the aspiration? You're clearly teaching it now, and you've done an incredible job. But early on, what is what were the goals? Uh, when I was little, I wanted to be a singer, and uh, also I wanted to design costumes and clothing and I ended up in art school because I I was a sort of a young artist always went to art schools um I ended up at Parsons School of Design in New York City and I did my foundation year and then a year in the uh uh in the um in the fashion you do your foundation year, which everybody does the same thing. And then you go into your specialty. And I went into the illustration and fashion. So it was always going to be illustrating fashion, costume design. That was from a little girl and a singer. Um, I had no, no interest in acting. I was, like I say, extremely shy and, um, uh, um, uh, you know, to like a, a ridiculous degree. And so, no, acting was not even, I could barely even talk to, to anyone. So that changed one summer uh, in, in New York. I, I, I was in the city for the summer. I was like two waitressing jobs, taking class art classes. And I decided to take an acting class at the studio um, called HP Studios um, just for fun because I was so shy, so painfully shy that I thought, well, maybe this will help me just be in front of people and be able to speak up for whatever reason. I don't know. And I ended up in an acting class and I loved it. And the, the, the teacher, this old theater dude, um, was incredibly encouraging and said, you should maybe think about this. Um, and I then did think about it and I took the summer and then I transferred to Sarah Lawrence, which had a really good theater department. And I just took some theater classes, but I got hired before I finished school. So uh, I never finished school. I just started working. We got to get you, get you back to that degree. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was fun. Well, <laughs> um, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned your husband has not, watched Seinfeld until recently. Well, curious, his take specifically on your scene with, with the uh, pecans or whatever the nuts are, um, what is the etiquette there? Would would he have eaten the uh, the thing like that Jerry spit out? No. That had to come up. No, he wouldn't. And, and, and uh, no. And we've almost had this fight. 
We've <laughs> almost done that whole scene without him really knowing that uh, it, it came up. No, he's ridiculous. You know, he's ridiculous. It's very similar. It's like, but we, but sweetie, we kiss. Like, our, uh, I don't know, you know. Yeah, no, we've. Yeah, we've Jerry. Now, in one way or another. Jerry, the character, yes, very, very anal. He wouldn't even do the toothbrush, the whole thing. I mean, I'm uh, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Jerry and your husband. Uh, no way. I'll do whatever. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, so hey, Krista Miller, I got it. What song did you sing at her wedding? Do you remember? Um, I oh, let me think. Uh, uh it might have been. Might have been someone to watch over me, the Cole Porter song, maybe. Uh, right. That's a good question. Um, hmm, I'd have to ask her, but I think it was a Cole Porter sort of thing. Um, I was singing a lot of jazz then in, in the city. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that. And did you did you and Krista attend the Seinfeld rap party? Those are usually uh, kind of a a big deal. Uh, I'm just curious if you guys attended that that year. I, Again, it was, it was only 28 years ago. <laughs> I probably did not. Knowing my, I do know myself well enough to know that I probably didn't. She probably did because she figured it all out, and you know, I stayed home. Um, uh, so I don't remember if I did or I didn't. Maybe, you know what? My agent might have dragged me. My agent may have dragged me and I was probably miserable and stayed for 10 minutes and then ran home. You got to keep up appearances, you know? <laughs> um, but it sounds like, so your husband caught up, you didn't watch prior, or are you a fan now of Seinfeld? Obviously, ever since oh you, you were on the show. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my God, we watch it. You know, still every day. He's now the biggest fan. He's like, I can't believe I never saw this. I'm <laughs> such an idiot. <laughs> well, it's funny too, because you're you're a native New Yorker and everyone said how New York the show was and it's only for New Yorkers. And you said he's yeah. from out west of Montana, so maybe it made sense for him to not have gotten into it, but for you know, neither yeah. of you, then you both come together and uh, catch up with our podcast. You'll do you can watch it as you're watching new episodes of the show and uh follow along. But so, so you guys, so, so you just get people randomly. You're not doing this in order in any way. You're, you just find people on the, from the show randomly and do right. Cause I, know yeah, we, uh, you know, we're 200 episodes in, we've talked talk, spoken to over hundreds of actors, actresses, writers, producers, uh, Mark Hirschfeld, casting director, you name it. We wow. got the hair lady. We, we're trying to we're trying to chronicle this show. Your hair was great in that episode. I remember. Yes, it was. I remember did, that. Yes. Did you do that or did they? Uh... Oh no, that was that was the hair lady, a aforementioned hair lady. Um, no. <laughs> it, well, it's funny. She'll tell you. She spent, believe it or not, she spent more time on George Costanza's. Yes, you know, she was very friendly with Jason, though. She was like Jason's personal uh, hairdresser. Well, so it's like. Well, yeah, but you know, it's like in Tombstone. I I like to tell this story about Tombstone, which was that not to get off subject, but that the women, because we were in period costume, you know, hair, you know, 
uh, 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 wool, 1800s clothing. The women would be done in like this. The men with their mustaches and everything took forever. Took forever in the makeup and hair trailer. It was ridiculous. We'd be done and like dancing to Motown and waiting for them. And they'd all be kind of like waxing their mustaches, taking forever. It was ridiculous. So I understand that maybe his hair was taking a lot longer. (laughs) Men are like, you know, women have a bad rap about that stuff. Men are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an incredible movie, and it must have been fun to do that period piece type stuff, right? With everyone kind of in those outfits, and like you said, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's one of those that I'll just can watch that movie a hundred times. It's so good. Yeah, it was good fun. Yeah, Dana. I mean, you've been a part of. I mean, geez, right? Iconic things from Fletch, Tombstone, Friday Night Lights, one of my personal favorites of all time. Buddy Garrity, the whole thing. Yeah, and then obviously our favorite. Seinfeld, you, uh, what a career. And I'm, we're, we're so honored that you joined us and it's, it's so great that you're paying it forward and, and now teaching. It's, uh, it's a great gift. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Sorry to have been, um, cagey, but I'm not, you know, thank you for having you're me. Great. This was so much fun. Thank you. <laughs> thank All you. Good. Thanks, Dana. Hey, okay. good night. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.